Welcome to the cultural high, David. I'm happy to have you here representing Flow Gardens out of Tennessee. Welcome. Hey, Bryce. Thanks for having me on the show. Looking forward to chatting and learning. Yeah, you're welcome. And well, I'm look, looking forward to learning more about you guys. I first want to say thank you for the care package you guys sent over. I got some of that stuff sitting right here in front of me. I already uh, enjoyed the mac and cheese uh, pre-roll that you guys sent over. I actually took that to Alt Pro Expo. Um, I had had a busy week coming in before the convention and everything, traveling, being outside of town, came in, was the care package was sitting on my desk in my office and was a, it was a lifesaver because I was actually a little low on meds. And so I took your pre-roll with me to the show and uh, sat down and uh, smoked it with some very influential people, man. You'd be surprised who I smoked a pre-roll with. And they loved it. And we only got halfway through it and they were stoned out of their minds. So bravo to you. We'll get talking about what the effects and, and what you guys are doing with your flower and everything to, to make it that way. Uh, we'll get into the products a little bit, but I kind of want to just hear about you a little bit, David, and your role over there at Flow Gardens and and kind of where did it begin? First of all, thanks for uh, for promoting us out there, community. Sounds like the timing of that package was serendipitous on several fronts, so I appreciate yes. that. <laughs> Gosh, so yeah, we'll start out with my background. I was born and raised here in uh, East Tennessee, Knoxville. Went to University of Tennessee and graduated, went down to Atlanta, built a business, was in the uh, financial and accounting space. It was the fastest growing financial firm, I believe it was in 2017. 5,000, bunch of great awards, making all kinds of money. And, um, you know, I just wasn't getting fulfilled with what I was doing. Um, money does not create happiness. It certainly helps solve problems, but doesn't, doesn't, as, as you know, doesn't, doesn't create happiness. So I just took a hard look, hired a president and said, Hey, what, what do I want to do with the next 20, 30 years of my career? I'm, you know, almost 40 years older I was at the time. So took a hard look at what was important to me and where to make an impact. And that's health and happiness. Thus the, you know, the purpose of our vivid vision is cultivating health and happiness through high quality cannabis and made the switch back up to East Tennessee, brought my wife and kids up here and joined up with Eric Melzer, the founder of Flow Gardens, who's been, you know, growing commercially for about five, six years. And I guess you could say behind the scenes for about 30, like I guess a lot of, a lot of experienced growers are. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and what's happened over the past three years, Eric started during COVID when I came in about a year in, helped kind of put some structural things in place and, you know, clarify his business plan and his amazing vision that he had, you know, things that have just taken off. We have, you know, 20,000 plus customers. We have got a pretty good following on Reddit and, you know, we're an R&D facility that is, you know, selling super duper high quality hemp, high terps, high cannabinoids, uh, our opinion from the COAs, the best in the industry when it, when it comes to hemp. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of where we are. We're, uh, we're rocking and roll. We got two facilities now, double our output in in the past, uh, two months. So we double our size here over the past summer, which has been, you know, some, some growing pains in, in and of itself as the, mm -hmm. As the cycle goes with the with the growing business, but that, that's kind of where we are, man. It's it's a fun and new, exciting problem and mistake that we make every day. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. I mean, you guys have been verified more than just your own opinion. You guys won some awards here recently. The in the Emerald Cup, you won in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. You won first place in a couple categories. 
uh, first place in 2022 and then second place in 2023. But again, like I said, multiple categories in each with your products. And then same thing in the High Times Cannabis Cup, same years, 2022, 2023, uh, first and second place for best hemp flower. That's that's something in this market. You know, I have a pleasure to be able to work in the same industry as you in this ever-evolving hemp cannabinoid space. You know, we've seen this boom since 2018 and it's amazing all the different companies like yourself that started up during COVID and are seeing success and are seeing growth when during that time we saw so many companies do the exact opposite and die off and there was a lot of people, you know, lost their jobs and everything. That's what I think special about this industry is the new growth that it has brought to the country as a whole, not just the healing like you're speaking about, which that's the most important thing in my mind is providing relief and and healing to those people that didn't previously have access because of the states that they were in. But then also we're improving everybody's livelihood. You look at the hemp market in certain states, uh, you know, here just a couple months ago in Florida uh, when the ban was getting fought and then, you know, got overturned down in Florida, but just the overwhelming presence and everybody that showed up to support and just told you know, the lawmakers of how this is part of their livelihood, you know, they risked everything, uh, leveraged everything to be a part of this. And it's now being successful. And there's you know, too many times trying to take that away. So I love, I love seeing that despite all of that, we have people that are still persevering and succeeding and providing good quality medicine and relief for people. So thank you. I'd like to talk about some of your, some of your products and stuff a little bit, because in this space, there's a lot. There's a lot of different growers out there. There's a lot of different suppliers out there, different people with different lab results. And sometimes, you know, with all the COAs, if you're a a new consumer or even a a business, a, put someone on the business side trying to decipher through everything and see what is good and what's not and not get the wool pulled over your eyes, so to speak, is is hard. So how do you guys, what are you guys doing to maintain that dedication to quality and stay above and beyond you know, open book, so to speak. Just have a maniacal focus. So I know I will get into the details, right? Just have a maniacal focus on what's best for the customer and how to grow high quality hemp is what it boils down to. You know, not to, not to scare either your listeners or customers, but, you know, just in seeing the hemp market expand as much as it has in the past two years, I can't not get on Instagram, whatever platform it might be and get ads for excuse my French, but people selling shit products, mm-hmm. just manipulative advertising, <clears throat> and uh, you know those companies are, are going to come and go, and because they're not focusing on quality, they're just focusing on turning a buck, and you know that that dance will come to an end. They may make some money in the time frame, but you know we're we're focused on you know maintaining our reputation, you know culturally maintaining our reputation, you know, with, with regulators, you know, as these laws start to change and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that, that you know, that's just changed in the past couple of weeks with the yep. HHS to the DEA, who knows if that reschedule is going to happen among the new banking mm-hmm. attempts again that are coming up here before the end of the month with, with the, you know, the, on a federal level, but mm-hmm. well, what do we do to focus on quality? It's just, you know, we develop boat, we develop benchmarks and, and try and increase those benchmarks when it comes to what's our total terpene level. We're doing some stuff with, with grants and, you know, some educational institutions behind, behind the scenes. And, you know, there were, it's very clear when they're asking, you know, 
how do you how can you prove that you're a you know a quality company you know when we just throw those coas out there and you have four and a half percent terpenes granted that's mm -hmm. one of our our better ones but it's not uncom uncommon for our strains to have anywhere from three and a half percent to to you know north of four percent in terpenes which is you know four or five times the average for for even a, a flower that has good terpenes in it and then you know when we're hitting cannabinoid levels uh like cbd for example 27 percent, i believe is fabled one of our recent flowers not total cannabinoids but but just cbd you know it's like we know what system we're following we know how to take care of the plants we know what needs to be done from the nutrient management pest management for our non-hydroponic systems you know the humidity the co2 the temperature you, all the different components that that they go into cultivation it's just it's more than just throwing it in a five gallon bucket anymore isn't it <laughs> yeah you know, well you know our living soil is uh that, that's got such an interesting recipe that we have in it. and we use teas and stuff yeah and all that but yeah it's it's not just as easy if you want to really maximize the plant's potential uh, on an organic level then yeah it's <laughs> it's uh, not just Throw it in a pot, you know. Now, is that what you guys focus with on your on your medium for growth? Do you guys do a living soil for most of your, for all your grows, or do you do a mix of living soil and some hydro on the other? Yeah, so we're uh, we have four different methods. We have as of right now, we're we're adding another one here in the near term. But the four four that we currently have hydroponic um, under that. So that's. There's three hydroponic methods. We got the flood and drain, the top feed, um, and the recirculating deep water culture. And then we have, you know, our living soil. Okay. And depending on the purpose of the flower, you know, what we're looking for in that specific cultivar or what our customers are looking for, we'll, um, you know, throw specific strains in different rooms. I mean, I, I just want to speak real quick to something you said, and, and I'm going to even take a hit of this on, on air because, you know, that's what we do on the cultural high, especially when people send us care package, your banana bread hybrid that you sent over. So very terpy, like the, the, the flavor coming across is, is amazing. I love it. <clears throat> like I said, that mac and cheese is really good. Probably going to break down some of this lemon, lemon cherry, uh, sherbet while we're talking. What do you guys go for in your cannabinoids, uh, that you're trying to reach? Because I have a, and maybe actually I'll ask this question first and you can explain what you guys do different with your flower. We're seeing here in the last, uh, just in the last few months, and it's and this is how it's been since the beginning, since 2018 came, came around, you know, it was Delta 8 and then HHC and then uh, TH, you know, Delta 10, THCV, and then we started mixing them and then THCJD, THCV, all this stuff started coming out. And now it's always been the next new thing, the next new thing, but what's been really hitting it uh, the last few months, and, and I have my own interesting opinion on it, but I want to get yours, is the THCA craze. Now, that's just like taking over, and I can speak specifically in Tennessee, I mean, from a standpoint of operating a company that's in this uh, hem drive cannabinoid space, and we currently do not offer a product with THCA, and like I said, we have our reasons, but sometimes it's really hard to get into a market, specifically uh, Tennessee, been really hard to get into that market, not having a THCA product, because that's all that people want. What's your viewpoint on that as a hemp cultivar? Can you speak and maybe educate some of the listeners? Because you're the you're the subject matter expert on this. So could you maybe speak on, is THCA flower in hemp? Is that even a thing? 
Like, like what, what is this that, that people are intaking? Um, and just give us some education. It's a really specific and really meticulous question as far as how I need to answer it. Yeah. THCA that's definitely taken over in a lot of the States like Texas, like Tennessee, um, like Georgia, and a lot of those States that are, that aren't legal from a municipal perspective. So THCA for, and, and I'm not a scientist, I'm a research nerd for sure, but I am, I am not a scientist. I know how to operate an HPLC machine. Uh, but like I said, I don't, when it, when it comes to actual plant science education, I do not have a degree in that. So the THCA for, for your listeners, Bryce is, you know, it's THC non-psychoactive, but it, so that A has an acid molecule on it. So when you burn that acid molecule off, then it converts to THC, which gives you those, uh, as you know, those you know, psychoactive effects. So right. the, the the way the laws are structured now with with the farm bill, and it's supposed to be updated in September. I don't think that's going to happen. Given no, it actually we found out last week it got pushed back till February. Okay, so there you go. I've there's so many different regulatory agencies. I heard December. And I'm glad it's February. Yeah, we heard February. Um, so it's, I, I think that's actually good, Bryce, because they're not putting the car before the horse there because there's so many other things that need to happen, safe banking, et cetera. But anyway, so figuring out, like understanding what the certificate analysis says from a testing perspective, like when do you test, what are the requirements of each individual state, when you test and how it's tested, that's a big factor because when a plan is actually tested and what we're required to do at a state state level to adhere not only that agency but also the farm bill federally mm -hmm. it's a slippery slope and you got to and the the key is is you have to really understand the genetics that you have um and how those genetics develop throughout the flowering cycle yeah because if you don't you're you're gonna have like in our case you're gonna have the tennessee department of ag coming in and testing a plant and it's not going to go so well <laughs> right right so, and, you know, we have a great relationship with, with our regulators and they know that we're compliant, we're, we're following the rules, but yet, like you said, THCA is not psych psychoactive from a scientific perspective, but whenever you smoke it, then that, you know, s something else happens. So decarboxylation, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, you know, just going to say certain brands already do it in the THC and or in the regular cannabis industry. Most of your flour that you purchase is THCA. In a, in a, even in a regular dispensary, most of the t, most of the flour you purchase, the THC is is unconverted. So even though it might say twenty six percent THC, that's actually twenty six percent THCA, or maybe even a little bit lower than some THC. But that's that's THCA. And then once you decarboxylate it, whether you're smoking it, using it for edibles and stuff, then it becomes active, and now you have that high percentage of THC. And that's why, you know, our company over at the standard, we currently haven't done any THCA products just because of, of our understanding of the law and how it has to be tested on a federal level is it does mention post decarboxylation testing methods. And so, you know, it's, that's why we haven't, you know, but then I'm seeing, and, and I'm not for, uh, Oh, I should say, let me re rephrase it. I am for pushing the boundaries because that's what we're all doing in this space, right? We're all pushing the boundaries every day because we know the end goal, what we all want, which is 
decriminalization, you know, some forward, form of regula, uh, regulatory across the space, interstate commerce, and and then all the background laws that have to work with that, like safe banking, protection for workers and workmen's comp and, and insurance and all that different type of stuff, right? But I like everybody playing fair and I like us all to have a, a level playing field. And it has been a little crazy recently watching it. Every company's got onto it. Cookies, the next biggest one, that's going to be a huge thing. They just two weeks ago launched their THCA e-commerce site. And now for the first time ever, all of their limited exclusive strains that before you could only purchase in their dispensaries in a legal state, now you can purchase that same flower with the same THC or THCA content and have it shipped right to your door. Because they have less than 0.3% uh, you know, Delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinol. I know. And that's, that's just crazy. So I'm, that's why I'm, I can't, I just like getting, I like getting people's opinions, man. That's really every team me up here, Bryce too, because <laughs> that, that we actually got those lemon cherry server seeds. And I don't know if that's uh LCS number two or, or, or another one. I think we sent you number two, but uh, I, I won't say it there on the oh, computer that we got that, we got that from cookies. So did you, I'm yeah, about to grind that up while we're talking. Yeah. We, we pheno hunted that. It's funny. We actually sent that sent that COA in, and it came back at fifty four percent. We're like, and th this is from a reputable lab, totally legit. And we're like, what is going on here? Something's not right. So we we sent so we sent it back, and it it came down in, in the twenties. But um, there's something special about that flower. So <laughs> be, be careful if you're about to if you're about to uh, take that one in right now, Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy it. Well, man, I've been a cannabis saved my life. Been a medical user for a little over 12 years now ever since i got out of the military and and that's the reason why i got into this industry kind of like yourself i wanted to have a difference for people be able to provide a, a healing alternative than the pharmaceuticals that are that plague this nation and that are just shoved down people's throats all every day you know so well we i love uh, your service man and you know my my uncle's a disabled veteran and cannabis changes you know a lot of people's lives specifically um, I have a I've given their lives for our country, so I really do appreciate that, man. It's my pleasure, brother. I uh, I have a good friend. I'm actually going to be seeing him now. I'll, I'll be out there in Tennessee next month, uh, coming out to um, Nashville. A brother of mine that I served with lives in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee, and he has a, a metal band, and they're headlining their first show. And so I'm going to go out there, and uh, it's at a new music venue. Uh, the music venue is like a an old or not an old, but it's a a record label manufacturing place like they make records there uh, like vinyls and then they have a a music venue hall and so they're headline headlining a a concert there someone come out there and see it but he's he's talking all the time like that's this is all that he smokes out there is thca flower locally grown i don't remember the brand i was going to ask him if it was the the flow gardens brand and and then also recommend it because this is this stuff's amazing um well if you want you're welcome to come to our facility I'll, and I can, you know, pull back the curtain and show you some things that we got going on. Happy to do yeah, that. That'd be awesome, man. That would yeah. be awesome. Yeah, well, I'd say we connect offline after here after the show, and then we'll exchange information. But that would be great. This industry, as we as it keeps evolving, as we keep growing with the the new laws that are coming down. We were talking about that at the beginning. We were talking about you know the the rescheduling that's possibly happening, uh, the hemp farm bill being pushed back. Where do you guys see Flow Gardens? landing as this industry evolves you know as we 
say it does come down to it's rescheduled and more more things are opening up what's flow gardens end goal are you guys going to stay in just hemp forever or if the opportunity presents itself are you going to switch over to cannabis cultivating health and happiness through high quality cannabis cannabis to give you you know very general answer but you know if if it is legalized with marijuana that's that's one of the big issues right now is uh, when you say cannabis people think marijuana not people don't necessarily think hemp yeah. and you know cannabis is marijuana cannabis is hemp that there's really no difference in my mind other than you know having an argument about what the different cannabinoids are mm-hmm. you know you can actually have hemp cannabinoids in marijuana you just can't have marijuana cannabinoids from a thc perspective and and hemp so the yeah. whole hemp marijuana thing is is just an argument try and ignore you know if if we're able to grow you know what the government defines as marijuana then that'll definitely help us from a leverage perspective as to how we can grow and how we can strengthen our current genetics that that we have in hemp but to answer your question bryce i don't know where we're going you know on a quarterly basis you know let alone two three years mm. out the road we're we're focusing on brick by brick and until some of these government laws and regulations change and provide businesses clarity so we can make long-term decisions right like a business right. to <laughs> then you know then we'll have you know a little bit more narrow focus but until then it's just let's grow some really high quality cannabis and you know treat our customers right it's hard to make those projections, like you said, when you don't even know what's what it's going to be in six months. But I, but I will say I, I would I would like a lot of these larger institutions that will enable the pharmaceutical company to come in. I would like for them to stay away for as long as possible. It's inevitable when it comes. I'll embrace it, and we'll you know we'll pivot and make changes as we need to. But I don't do not think it's a good thing for uh, in the short term for pharma pharma companies to come in right now. Yeah. I've kind of mixed feelings on that. I've had the pleasure to interview some people on the show that that's where they are at. They're they're using uh, cannabinoids in the pharmaceutical and trying to bring, you know, new drugs into the space and they're in testing and everything right now. There's even uh I can't remember the name of the guest. I'm I'm terrible with names. They're doing a, a synthetic form of THC, which I found very very interesting because since you know, with the DEA and all these, uh, with the Delta 8 and stuff, they've been, we see all the time letters and their opinions of synthetic THC and how they're schedule one narcotics and everything. But this, since it doesn't even come from any sort of plant and it's literally made in a lab, it's somehow legal, which I find very interesting. But they're using it as a cognitive in, a cognitive enhancement drug. It actually uh, improves your cognitive functions and they're helping it with pre-dementia patients and stuff. And it's really neat to see the different ways that we can use the plant. But then I have that same feeling like you do that. I don't want to see it just get controlled by big pharma. Um, and, and here's, and I'm not here to demonize big pharma. You know, I don't think there's some conspiracy theory that there, you know, there are a lot of bad things that go on that we've seen with Purdue and with opioid ep- epidemic and, and all that. But where I'm coming from is I want the research to be, to come from the people. I don't want, you know, whenever the research, which is starting to open up and being the government realizes, hey, this is here to stay. We need to support this with research. You know, I'm handing out all that money for the research going to the pharmaceutical companies. I do not think is a good thing. It allows them oligopic, oligop- monopolistic type tendencies 
and it's it's not healthy for the customer and the protection of the plant. What are some of the initial struggles that you guys had because of this space and like some of the laws and stuff that you're that you've learned uh, you know to overcome and that you know if you could make a change in the future um, or even in this next farm bill, what's something that you're hoping to see? I mean, if they increase total T to one percent, that would be great. I don't know whether they are or they aren't going to do that. If they kept it the same, that's fine. It's really just keeping allowing us not to have to make major shifts. There were some changes in laws about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and like we had to completely pivot. I think there were there were more locally or on a municipal level than they were they were federal, but we had to completely pivot and it disrupted our you know growing cycles, our growing process. We had to basically clean out a lot of our genetics to be compliant. Really? So I mean, just having consistent laws and not always changing them. Mm is helpful. I mean, I think generally businesses want to operate, you know, within the realm of the law, but when you keep changing it, it, it (laughs) makes it really hard to be compliant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Have you guys, so I guess I'm taking that you've, you've experienced maybe just, have you guys experienced loss of crops in the past because of that? I've heard of horror stories of that, of, you know, cultivars having to just completely get rid of complete crop harvests because, you know, it was higher than that 0.3%. Yeah. I mean, we've, it's not that we've lost entire crops. It's, you know, we had a, you know, like you had asked me before, we had a one, a two year plan. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> why I answered. We, we have a, we're it's tough for us to deal with quarterly. You've had a one or two year plan and we, you know, we be no hunt genetics create our own genetics in addition to, you know, pheno hunting. And we find that, that cultivar that takes a long time, not only just pheno hunt, find, make sure it grows well in either living soil or which hydroponic method. And then we start growing it on, on a larger, more distributable scale to our customers. And then they just say, Oh, the law is changing. You got, you know, three months to pivot. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Like, like, even if we wanted to, from from seed to sale from and making it very simple there's no way we could even do that within a three-month period we need more six months nine months a year yeah last couple minutes to wrap this up i want to give you a little time just to just you can speak on your brand and give us a little sales time i just smoked that that lemon cherry sherbet that stuff is great like that's hemp flower for real (laughs) is that Give me the rundown on that. What's the, what's cannabinoids and stuff on that flower? Like, what am I, what did I just smoke? Cause I feel really good. That was nice. Oh gosh. I, I would, I do not have the COA on me. I can, oh, no, I can, uh, I can have her office send it over to you. Yeah. I would love, I would love, I would love to. You said you guys got that one from cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But that might no, be a type, that might be a type one. Okay. Now, what do you mean by a type one? What's that? Uh... Yeah. So you got type one, type two and type. Type one, two, three, and four. Yeah. So type CA only. Type two is CBD and THCA. Uh, Type three is CBD only or mainly CBD. And then type four, CBG. Okay. So that might be just a THCA one that you have there. Well, (laughs) shout out to Flow Gardens and their lemon cherry sherbet. That's, that is some amazing stuff. People should definitely go get some of that. Where can people, where can people find you? 
Well, how can they? How can they get over stuff? Dot com, and I'll I'll say Instagram as well, but they will probably shut down our my our account again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't like that. That's one of the hard things in this space is trying to get advertisement and get your brand out there with the limited viability that we have. So thankfully, we have platforms like we're on right now, Canvas Radio, and other platforms that allow us to you know speak freely about our passions and what we're doing daily, and and bring awareness to to the space. So. David, I, I appreciate you coming on and talking about Flow Gardens and letting us know what you guys are doing and your dedication to quality. That's what we always try to bring on here at the show is just people that are trying to achieve excellence despite all the many stumbling blocks and hurdles that we have to go through in this space that you're doing your best that you can to maintain compliance, help with regulation, and show that there are people out there that are doing it for the right reasons. So thank you guys and thank you for Flow Gardens for doing that. Yep, absolutely, Bryce. Our pleasure. And again, can't say enough. Appreciate your service. And we do have a veteran's discount. <laughs> hey, all right. I like that. I like that, man. Well, I'll definitely have to reach out for that. Thank you, man. You have a you have a good one, bro. All right, you too. Take care. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.